This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me, as always, Ray, the podcaster. What's going on, Casey? Not much, buddy. How are you? Fantastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. We just had another great guest, Michael Campion. Definitely our youngest guest now. Uh, takes Takes the position away from J.D. Slackert. Mm-hmm. Michael is 20 years of age. Uh, he was Jackson Fuller on the hit show on Netflix, Fuller House, for all 75 episodes. So check that out, and uh, we'll get right into it here after the plugs. We are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network, and you can find all the other great shows over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And the podcast of the month this month is... Ray, the podcaster. At oh my the god! Beer night podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find all of our other stuff over at Deluxe Edition Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you'd like to find all of our previous shows, go over to Deluxe Edition dot show. You can support the show by buying a T-shirt over at Whatamaneuver dot net slash collection slash Deluxe dash Edition. Or join our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash deluxe edition. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can join our YouTube channel uh, as well. I believe it's $7 a month. I will send you the recording immediately after we're finished. And uh, there's all kinds of cool perks. So sign up today. Yeah, do that stuff. Ray, where can people find the podcast of the month? Ah. Oh. I am the Tencent Beer Night Podcast. You can find me exclusively on Spotify. You can check me out over on Facebook and Instagram if you want to chit-chat, make dumb comments, whatever. And over, head over to Tee Public, where you can get yourself a pretty swanky-looking coffee cup or a T-shirt or whatnot. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff over there. You got banners, mugs, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Go check him out. Ray does a lot of cool podcasts by himself. Very informative. Yeah. All right, Ray. I try, Casey. I know you do, bud. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's roll right into it. Michael Campion. How's it going on? Hi. How's it going? All right. Good, man. How are you? How you, how you doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Cool, man. We just uh, we do things a little different over here at uh, Deluxe Edition, so we're already rolling. Awesome. All right. Let's go. <laughs> So uh, 
I just wanted to tell this quick story before uh, before we get into you. I, Ray and I did a, a live show uh, last. I guess it was if you're following along in the timeline of this, it's probably around two weeks ago by now. But I wanted to get your guys' opinion on this. I went to a wrestling show uh, a couple weeks ago, November 27th. I had front row seats to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's last match. And uh, I took a lot of like really awesome pictures and the promotion, uh, this big time wrestling just pulled one of my photos from my Facebook page and put it as their banner on their Facebook page and then used and put their logo over my photo, like without permission. (laughs) They did. (laughs) I feel like that's pretty cool. But at the same time. (laughs) I feel like if he would have just like commented on your post or something, that would have made it all better. Yeah. All my friends at, like that I ask about it, they're like, yeah, you, you're just taking pictures of their talent. So they're just taking their, they're taking their picture back that you took of them. It's true. I probably but use that in my banner too. If it was a good one, it was a great photo. I was, I would have, I would have loved for them to use it. If they would have just asked me, if they would have just said, Hey, you took a great photo here. Would you mind if we used it as your banner? We'll give you credit for it. That would have been even cooler. Yeah, that's that's too bad. I feel like it's pretty easy just to click a picture and then like download it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's funny. Any opinions on that, Ray? We do a lot of promo stuff for like birthdays and movies and whatnot. And I never ask permission <laughs> to use the pictures. So I'm kind of torn on this one because... You know, in one point, like today was, you know, when we recorded this was uh, Jeff Bridges' birthday. So I just pulled a random photo of him from a movie and used it for the birthday picture. And I don't know who took the picture originally. And I didn't give credit to anybody because, you know, at this point, a lot of pictures are used so much that how do you find the original person at this point? So... But in your case, you could just like contact them and say, "Hey, that's cool. You're using it." But uh, could you like name drop me or something? You know, just anything like a t- free T-shirt, something. Well, here's the thing: uh, I did contact them, and I said, <laughs> "Hey, could you give me credit for using my photo?" And you know, we all use Facebook. You can see when people read your messages, and. I was left on scene. No way. (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, they they finally did eventually take my picture down and uh, use someone else's picture. But no, that's too bad. (laughs) What? So it it went back. I feel like that's like a net negative. Like, like at first it was cool. They were using it. And now that's too bad. No, I, uh, I, I wanted them to take it down. I was I, I was pissed about it. Uh, I've had that happen in the past. Like some people have taken my pictures and used it on their, uh, on their shit. And it's, I don't know. It's not cool. I mean, I do the same thing as Ray, like Ray was saying, I take pictures all the time, but it's like, I feel like pictures that are like on Google search are different, like than stealing it directly from someone's Facebook page. Was it like with a professional camera? Is that why it looks so good? No, I mean, it was with my Google pixel oh, but okay. i mean it's a, it and takes great pictures right you know it's funny but anyway michael how are yeah. you bud? thanks for i'm so good us, man 
Yeah, no problem. This is uh, this is great. I like all of your posters there in the back. Oh, oh thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, are you calling from? Are you joining us from California or Orlando? I'm from. I'm in California right now. California, yeah. cool. But uh, you you grew up in Orlando, is that correct? I did. Yeah, I I just went back for Thanksgiving. I go there occasionally, but yeah, mainly I'm I'm in California right now. So. I was just in Orlando uh, a couple of weeks ago for the first time and uh, over at Epcot. And uh, I've been listening to a bunch of uh, interviews that you have done over the last couple of years. And I found out that your family is ingrained in Disney, the Disney world. Pretty much. Yeah. Right? My, my, um, my mom used to work for Disney. She was one of the fairy godmothers. Uh, at the there's like inside of the magic kingdom castle they would like transform like customers like little girls into princesses they'll give them like a dress and they'll do like their makeup it's like a whole boutique it's really cool so she used to do that and then my aunt and uncle right now are santa and mrs claus for them professionally which is really cool and they also used to be clowns for ringling brothers so i have a lot of like really cool people that like performers in my family yeah wow so uh, i didn't know about the whole clown thing i knew about the miss uh you know santa claus and mrs claus how do you go about getting those gigs is it like i imagine he looks a lot like santa claus yeah well i mean it's really interesting because their house 24 7 is christmas and like they are like always on santa and mrs claus they're like that character for like year round. And um, how do you get, Oh gosh, I think that he went to a literal, like he, he's part of like, um, like a union of Santa Clauses and they actually get jobs through that. I don't think they have agents, but I'm pretty sure, you know, just working at malls and uh, other places that get, gets you street cred as Santa Claus. <laughs> so I saw a really interesting documentary on Santa Claus's, uh, few years ago that uh, mick foley did he was uh or he was in it at least he was a pro wrestler he's big into uh, santa claus and it's it's crazy like i've never realized the santa conventions and all that type of stuff that they have yep like santa conventions i've seen pictures i it's i don't actually know what they do i just have like heard about my uncle going to them it's pretty cool yeah now has like ha- from when you were a little kid, has he always done that? No, no. So uh, I think he started doing it when I was like 11 or 12. But before that, uh, they were clowns, like I said, for Ringling <laughs> Brothers. So I would go see them. They, they weren't like the acrobats. They were like the ones that would entertain beforehand. Uh, but they, um, yeah, I mean, they, they've always done stuff like that. I think that they used to do like, kids birthdays and stuff before they join like the actual circus so yeah yeah nice really so cool. uh your mom you said your mom was a fairy godmother at uh at disney also right you know i usually just say like if i'm in a passing conversation i go she was the fairy godmother because it's hard for, it's like if i go down the line she's like she works at the boutique and she's a fairy godmother and she does this thing at this place it seems i usually just say she's a fairy godmother there but um, not like the like the one in the parades and all that. Uh, so some people might get the wrong idea, but she works at a place called the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, where she is a fairy godmother there. 
transforms the princesses. Um, and I mean, she's, she's a very magical lady in general. She doesn't work there right now, but she has a company called as you wish magical experiences. If you're in Orlando, go hit that up. Uh, and, and basically it's her own like little mobile version of that with a bunch of, uh, employees who got laid off from Disney and they all joined her company to go and do, uh, a, a, like birthdays and stuff like that. Um, doing a similar type thing. Oh, cool. that's cool. And what yeah. was it called again? What's her company? Uh, As You Wish Magical Experiences. I know she'd be happy that I'm saying <laughs> this right now. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so did they did did your parents push you into getting getting into acting or how did that what was that all like? Absolutely not. It was actually really interesting because they just said, Hey, whatever you want to do you go ahead and do it. Like we'll be in support of that. And so I tried a few things. I remember just being miserable at sports. I remember um, like not wanting to do skateboarding or like, like painting or anything like that. But when I was five years old, I started, well, actually my mom was getting Christmas cards done with me and my sister with her uh, professional photographer friend. And she was like, your son is very photogenic. Would you mind if I sent a picture of your son over to uh, one of my friends at this modeling agency. And we didn't know that like Wilhelmina modeling agency allegedly apparently is like really big. I didn't know that at the time and that's in Miami. And so they were like, Hey, we want to sign you. That's really cool. But uh, I think that he would like community theater, like, like get some stuff on his resume. So I started doing community theater and I just loved it since I was a real little kid, even before then, my mom, put me in a <laughs> in a Halloween costume competition when I was three years old. I was dressed as Elvis. And I apparently, she tells me that I was completely working the judges. I had no fear. Like all the other little kids were like crying. I just went up there. I was dancing. I had my little guitar. And I won like the massive like first place trophy. It was like twice as big as me. It was, very, it was crazy. So I remember, I, I think that's, that's what she was like. Hmm, he's very extroverted. I wonder if he'd like this. So some of your first stuff was theater then? Yeah, I grew up doing theater, community theater. And then right after that, I got into like commercial work uh, when I was like six or seven. So I've been doing it professionally for a little while now. A lot of the people that we have talked to in the past uh, all got their start in theater. Um, is it something that you would recommend as well for? for Absolutely. Actors, you know? Yeah, because I know a lot of people they see film and television and they go, I want to do that. And it's the, the the barrier to entry is a lot higher than something like, you know, school play or something like that. Just getting acting experience in general is really valuable in my opinion. Sure. Yeah. So then uh, how did uh, Fuller house come about? Yeah. So um, when I was 12 years old, I was in Florida still and I got an audition like I always would from my agent and I just said like untitled sitcom and I didn't know what it was, but I was playing the role of JD. I didn't know who that was. And uh, I did it, sent in my audition and they liked it, got a call back, sent in another one. And then finally they told me that it was Fuller House that I was auditioning for. And I was pretty stoked. I mean, I watched Full House when I was uh, when I was real little. So I it was on like at Nick at night 
and like along with like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air and George Lopez and all that. So um, I did that, and then I went out for my last audition. I flew out to uh, L.A. Uh, Warner Brothers Studios, and actually, crazy enough, I, I don't I don't normally say this, but I feel like it's been a long enough time. I was not the the original Jackson on the show. There was another kid. I don't actually know who he was. I forget his name, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and uh, he got hired as as Jackson. And I thought, I was like, all right, well, they picked another one. You know, that's too bad. You know, sometimes you get to the final round and it's just, you don't, you don't get the part. All good. So for like a week and a half, they had this kid and they were on set with him. And then one day someone was just like, one of the higher executives was like, I don't think that he has chemistry with the rest of the cast. And so they all agreed and then they fired him and then they recast him like a week later, which was me. And I, I was like, it was like a 24 hour turnaround. Like literally I, I did my last audition. I flew out and I was, it was like 7am. I was with my mom. We were at Warner brothers studios in the like security uh, break room. Cause the casting office wasn't even open yet. Like the security guards were nice enough to let us in. And I got picked up like in a limo and all that. I mean, this was just like crazy for a 12 year old to happen. So I go in, there was one other kid with me. We both did our audition in separate rooms and they told me right then and there that I got the part. And this was also on the week of my 13th birthday. So <laughs> I, um, it was a lot, just, it was a sensory overload. It was really crazy. And then the next morning I was shooting. So, wow. It was really <laughs> bonker story. The, you said you don't remember the kid, uh, the kid's name who got fired. Uh, I can guarantee you, he remembers your name. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the craziest thing. I want to meet. I want to talk to him. Like I want to know. Like I, I'm pretty sure his name is Cannon. I, I, I've heard that name around. I asked who it was, but that I never mentioned him again. I don't know what he looks like, and uh, I would, I would love to talk to him. Be like, hey, man. What ha- like that sucks, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to hear from him. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Ray, am I missing anything here? No, nah, other than I think what they do with those actors, like in that situation, is they take them out back behind the building and shoot them. That's why you can't <laughs> find them anymore. That's right. So be They're careful wrong. on these auditions. <laughs> <laughs> the bad actors go away. <laughs> I watched a few episodes of Fuller House this morning. Um. Is it shot? Was it shot in front of a live studio audience, or did they add those tracks in later? No, it was. Oh, that was the coolest part of the whole. So thing. They, that's like that's the way they did it, like uh, old school, like back in yeah, back in the day, right? Oh, was, everything was shot in front of a live studio audience. Is that, yeah, that's not done too much anymore, is it? No, not on like Disney and Nickelodeon. I think that I, I've been to. Uh, one other show, Big Bang Theory, that has a live studio audience in there. I saw that because they were actually shooting right across from us in another stage. And so I, I saw them, but no, most of the time it's just pre-recorded. But uh, I always thought those were the coolest days because essentially we would go through the whole show like a play from top to bottom. And if we messed up, the audience would just laugh. It was all in good fun. And we only did a few takes and it was like you had a, you had an audience right there that just filled you with energy. It was really great. 
Right. So how much, like, what was the shooting schedule? Like, I know uh, we talked to uh, a long time ago, Scott Schwartz. He was in, he was a child actor in uh, the original Christmas story. Mm. And uh, I remember like the shooting schedule for kids uh, back then was quite different. Um, what was, what was that like? The, the shooting schedule or like, are there certain hours that you're allowed to work? Yeah. So there was a certain amount of time I had to get in for school. So I, when I first got in there, when I was 13, I had a shorter amount of hours. I turned 16. I had longer. And then when I was, it all has to do with like your schooling. So uh, technically you have to get a certain amount of hours in and I'd be down shooting and then I'd immediately be like carted back up to, to school. So I had like two full-time jobs. I was, I was working on school. I was working on Fuller house. And so the, the, the other kids, I mean, my co-star, her name is Sony. She plays Ramona on the show. We were in the same schooling program and uh, we had an onset teacher uh, it was, that was, was with us for the whole, the whole run. And, um, it eventually we got to a point where we could take a thing called the chess P the California high school proficiency exam. And it's what a lot of child actors do to basically <laughs> circumvent the system where you will get booked more if you, if you have a chess P because then you don't have to worry about school. Like you have like a, like a, like a diploma pretty much. So you don't have to technically work on set. Um, I mean, doing school. So we did that. I still finished high school, but then when I turned 16, I had to work full-time hours with Fuller House and I had to work oh, wow. uh, the, the other full-time with school. And that, I think if I had to put like the number one thing that was the most challenging was trying to balance school and work because I am not a fan of school. I'm not, I'm really not. Yeah. um in general so you said your co-star on the show um sony was that her name yeah you were in the same you said program so is it is it essentially like a homeschool type thing or yeah. are you actually going to a, a high school like a, a high school somewhere else no no in the beginning i was going to a real school in florida and I was enrolled in this really weird long distance thing where like they tried to give me work and then I was like, ah, I just can't work anymore. So, and then I did another year where I did their virtual program. I hated it. And then I went to what a bunch of child actors go to here. It's called, um, Opus Oak. I almost forgot the name of it. Oak park independent school where, uh, they're very accommodating to kids in the industry and they understand like their needs and, uh, it's it's a real school. It's like a real base school. You can go there, but it, they have a program where anyone who needs to do it, you know, homeschooling can. And uh, we had a real teacher who was at the school who was like our teacher and she collected all of our work and all that. But um, yeah, we didn't like go to a, a real school or anything like that. Yeah. So like while you're doing that, are the other actors like the the adults? Are they filming their scenes separately, or are they like coming because it's a kid kid heavy show? There's a lot of kids yeah, on the show, a lot of kids. So the ads would definitely make the schedules around us and how much time we needed to to get in. And so uh, the the schedule went like this: like in a week, in a, in a nutshell, it was Monday and Tuesday were rehearsal days. Monday we would have we would go through all of the scenes. We would block it. And then we would have lunch. And then after that, the writers, 
and producers would come in and watch the show from top to bottom, write their notes, be like a pseudo audience. And then the next day we would do a dress rehearsal, same difference, but we'd also have uh, Warner Horizon and Netflix watch it. And then the next day was just like a, this was our pre-taping day. So it was pretty much free for all where we would, this is where we would pre-shoot every thing that could not be shot on a Friday where the live audience was. So it was like babies and stunts and animals and extras and big sets was all shot there. And then Friday was live audience. So uh, as much schooling as we could get in between those times, sometimes they would block out big chunks where we didn't have to do anything. And we would just basically work overtime with school and put it into what we call the bank. It was a very interesting system. So like we, if we had to work longer hours, we could like, whole from our bank of hours that we worked with school. So it would balance out. Uh, so times where we, where the adults were shooting a lot and we weren't, we would, we would bank hours. So when we did need to shoot a lot, we could just pull from that bank. So we didn't have to do school. That was gotcha. a very strange system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they want you to work as much as they can, I guess. That's true. Or as much yeah. as you can, I guess. Yeah. And we wanted to work. I mean, I, sure. man, being on the show was one of the best experiences of my life. It was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned something interesting there. Um, You would shoot everything that couldn't be done in front of the live audience uh, on whatever Thursday. Yeah. I never knew that was a thing. Like, so babies can't be shot in front of a live audience. Well, babies can be shot in front of a live audience, uh, but they can only, they could be shot way less hours than we can. Sometimes like if like we had infants on set at one point, that could be like 30 minutes on and then, like, immediately when they called cut, they would be, like, escorted off. So it was this real weird thing to to get uh, all the, like, baby shots in. So, yes, we might have it on a Friday, but that just really depended on how old they were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. So, so like, what, then when they're shooting the live show on, uh, like, in front of the live audience, what do they do, like, for those scenes? that uh, and And I guess because, like, movies and all that stuff is filmed out of order a lot of times so like are they filming everything in order so on a live audience day they would shoot everything in order from top to bottom so the audience could understand the story of what was going on and the in the parts that we couldn't shoot big scenes which i feel like there was only like one or two maybe like top four scenes that couldn't really be done in front of a live audience in like per episode. So those would be shot the day before, and then they would be hot rolled on these screens that the audience was, was watching in the, in the stands. So they go, all right, we, we shot this yesterday. That's what the, you know, director guy would say, we shot this yesterday. Here's, we're going to fill it in while we're going to move this next shot, watch it. So you understand what's going on. And um, live audience days were actually like, but let me just paint this picture for you. It was like an event. People from all over the world who were full and Fuller House fans would come to watch the show, whatever episode it was. And we had a audience warm up guy who would, you know, entertain them throughout. And uh, we would do like little games with them. There, there was a whole. It was a whole event when the audience was there. So it wasn't like these people who were paid to to be there and laugh. There was like people who genuinely wanted to be there and were fans. So that was awesome. Like going up and like signing, you know, pictures for them afterward and like talking to the audience. Um, yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Because like, you know, that's, that's a lot different from like our guest uh, last week 
uh, George Buza. He was a voice actor for the X-Men animated series. And like, he had no idea that they had, that he had fans until he started going to these uh, comic cons you know, yeah. later in life. Uh, but you know, that's, that's really cool to be able to do it in front of a, a live audience. I thought that was just the coolest experience because not only did I grow up with doing theater, that was like what I was comfortable with, but it was such a comfortable set to be on because it, it ran like clockwork. There was no like weird shoots and no weird, like out of order stuff. We knew exactly what was going to happen and we all loved it. So it was, I'm very thankful. Very cool. Yeah. Um, all right. We have, uh, well, I just want to talk about, um, we have a ton of fan questions. Uh, speaking of fans, a ton um, of fan questions. All right. Yeah. But, uh, before that, let's get into your, uh, your magic. You're also yeah. a magician. Right. Is this yeah. something that you're uh, you've been doing this since you're a, a kid, too? I, I say a kid, you're only 20. <laughs> I'm 20. <yeah. laughs> um, but is is this something that like you're going to pursue to do like big, bigger stage shows like a Dave, David Copperfield type? <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, well, right now, I don't know where you guys are from. Are you based in L.A.? I'm in uh, Tallahassee, Florida, and Ray is in Cleveland. Okay, so real. Okay, gotcha. So if you guys ever do come to LA, there's this place called the Magic Castle, and it's this private club for magicians. Uh, think of it like a venue. Uh, it's this old mansion at the top of uh, in the middle in the middle of Hollywood, and if you know a magician, you can get in and like see the shows. There's this really fancy dress attire, and they have a junior program uh from 13 to 21 and i've been a part of their junior program for a while now so think of it like (laughs) like hogwarts like essentially we go there and we have access to this huge magic library we get mentored and we can do shows if we so desire on uh the weekend so uh there's only about six of us right now who actually work out of like the like hundred or so um uh juniors because you have to be pretty decent and you have to have an act that you can do all the time and you also have to be relatively based in la to like do it all the time so um we are i currently work at a place called the magic castle magic castle is where i i do uh close-up magic and uh, i'm looking actually to get into stage i grew up doing stage magic like uh little like apparatus illusions uh, not, not not like sawing people in half or anything but <laughs> i i just generally like a, a bigger crowd but I do get paid to go out and do gigs. Um, just, you know, some people will be like, hey, I have a party. Would you mind doing like two hours of, you know, strolling magic, walking around? And I get a little extra money on the side from that. So sweet. Yeah. Strolling I wouldn't say I, I wanted to do like a Vegas show. Right? Hmm. Strolling <laughs> magic, you say. So as you, you're just strolling around doing magic? Pretty much. Yeah. So like, if, there, uh, if there's a corporate event or a private party and they want some entertainment, uh, they'll hire a magician or, you know, a band or anything like that. I'm just in that category. And I'll go up to tables and I'll generally talk to them. I'll say, hey, how you doing? I'm a magician. You want to see some magic? And then I'll do I'll do something for them. <laughs> Pull a quarter from behind raising. Pull a quarter from behind the ear. Yeah. <laughs> If you look in your pocket, yeah. do you uh, do you ever use your magic shtick to pick up the ladies? 
<laughs> you know, um, I a lot of a lot of people do, and I'm not yeah. saying that 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 I that that I never have, but some people like religiously go out and they're like, oh, I'm going to learn magic to go impress ladies. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, I have a girlfriend right now, so I don't need to uh, worry about that. But if I didn't, I would most definitely be going out and. <laughs> and doing magic tricks for people yeah do you uh do you know how to throw a fireball do i know how to throw a fireball i i there's this 300 dollars device that i've always wanted that you can attach to your wrist and shoot fireballs like spider-man it's it's really cool one day is that how they do it I, that's like one way you can do it. There's other ways, but like, like flash paper or whatnot. I wish, I wish I knew magic castle doesn't allow the juniors to do fire magic. Unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, okay. So what, how, how old do you have to be to get be out of the junior program? So, um, on the weekends, uh, when, when you go and perform, you, uh, people under 21 are allowed to be there. Uh, any other weekdays or at night or weekends at night, you have to be 20, 21 and up. So, um, it basically 21, I'm going to like, I'll, I'll graduate from the program, go into the adult, uh, program, but it just, it's just a matter of, um, the fact that we can't go in there because of like alcohol license reasons. That's the only gotcha. reason. Yeah. So uh, that's up. A- it's fairly close to the Hollywood Bowl, right? Yeah, it's right next to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, I know where it is. Um, I've been around that area. I travel for work, so uh, I've yeah. been in that area a bunch Have of you times. Ever seen it? Yeah, it's this like house on the on the top of this hill, and it's like it looks like this old Victorian mansion. It's very cool. Yeah, you were saying there's uh, there's several different rooms. So, <clears throat> like, what I think about that when you say that is it like. Um, Maybe you haven't been there because you're not old enough. The comedy store, how there's different. There's like the OG room. There's the the belly room. There's like different. Is that is right. that sort of like the same thing with the Magic Castle? Like there's. Yes, if you think of it like a comedy club, I have been to the comedy store. I did sneak in with two of my friends <laughs> um, one time, and uh, yeah, so you, it's like that, but it isn't just like plain rooms it's uh when you go into the castle there's also a dining hall and um it's it's a it's a literal house uh just it's just a big house so they have uh the palace of mystery which is like where all the big stage stuff is they have the pillar the parlor and they have the three close-up rooms which are at the very front so um if you were to look at it on, on a map you could see that uh I'm I'm like in the in the front area where there's this little table and there's this um, uh, room of like 50 people that 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 can be seated and uh, yeah I just I do my act for them. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you said it's invite only though, right? Invite only. You have to know a magician. You have to know a member of the Magic Castle to get invited. And yeah, you if if you're a member, you can you have access all the time. It's very cool. Hmm. Cool. What uh what's your favorite trick that you perform? My favorite trick that I perform. Hmm. Okay. It's it, <laughs> it always sucks when people ask me this because I wish that I could do it for you right now. Because if I go, oh, that one trick where I do this, it's like I mean, I could describe it. Essentially, uh, I have this trick in my in my act right now. 
uh, definitely my, my favorite by far where um, I'll pull up an audience member and I'll, there, there's this little drawing and I put out these five markers and I close my eyes and they, and they color it in however they'd like. And earlier in the show, I put out this like little prediction and the, and the colors actually end up matching in a, in a very magical way. There's other twists in it as well. That that's been my favorite one so far, but I feel like it doesn't do it justice. You have to come, <laughs> come by and see me at the magic <laughs> castle pretty much every Sunday. Nice. Do you ever do any of the like the live? Do they do live streams or anything from there that people can watch the act from somewhere else? Live streams. Um, <clears throat> I have my act recorded, but I do not have. I don't have. I don't think anyone's ever live streamed it. I think it actually it's. Uh, you're not allowed to take pictures inside of the magic. Okay. Castle, so. Cool. Um, how do you feel about? So, like over the last, you know. I don't know how many years there's always these shows that come out every few years where it's a magician in a mask and then his voice is disguised <laughs> and he's giving away all of the secrets, the magician's yeah. secrets. Yeah. Um, how do magicians feel about stuff like that? The masked magician. I think that's, that, that's the one that you're talking yeah. about. Um, and yes, there will be other shows like from time to time that will give out the secrets, but to be honest with you, I think that we are all in agreement that those shows are good for the magic community because a lot of people who have never been exposed to magic and see those shows, I feel like they have hmm, it reveals a lot of like stage illusions and like how illusions are built in general. I don't think it gives away like the most cutting edge magic or anything like that. Plus now everyone just will look it up on YouTube. So I feel like, I I feel like those shows uh, are pretty uh, dated now. Um, But if you want to talk about like giving away secrets, I think that the magic community, anyone who buys magic tricks or knows magic tricks, if they're an informative YouTube channel who like teaches magic, I think that that's perfectly fine. But pretty much this, it's a very loyal community. The magic community is because they will not give away secrets. If they've bought a trick, even I will ask my friends who I am like, 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 like this with, and I'd be like, how does it work? And like, you have to buy it. And I'd be like, you're right. You're so right. Like, why would I ever ask you that? So, um, I I'd say that it's a, it's pretty tight. And the thing, and the shows that do come out aren't exposing anything that wasn't done like a hundred years ago, you know, like that. So you say, uh, people want that you have to buy it. What, what do you mean by that? When I say buy it, um, so, so sometimes, I mean, I know like, how buying and selling works. Like you have to give someone <laughs> money for something, but no, no. I mean, uh, when you have to buy, well, I say, it, I know that was a general term. Um, I, I mean, one of two things, either a gimmick that comes out like, like a magical device or, or like a tool or uh, a method that they've like learned from a book or a method that, that they've learned from, you know, any other source. Uh, and the magic castle library actually has, pretty much every magic book in existence and also every magic DVD uh, or video. So we can just access any of that. That's one of the perks is to just access that. And so it's pretty easy to find magic things. Cool. Yeah. Um, are people still uh, coming up with new, new magic all the time, all the time, all the time. It, I feel like now more than ever, people are coming up with crazy stuff. Like, 
uh, I think a big thing now is like technic technically technologically advanced magic that we weren't able to do before, like stuff on phones and these like really interesting devices that can like communicate to you really fast and um, yeah, doing things that that feel more that that have more tech in it are, are, is coming out a lot now. Cool. Yeah. Uh, am I missing anything, Ray? Before we get into the fan questions here, uh, are we going to ask him about any of like uh, upcoming films or stuff like that, or are we just going to skip we, over the fact that he's an actor? <laughs> we could. I mean, yeah. You have any any upcoming uh, projects that you're working on? Unfortunately, not. I want to say I I I will definitely be doing something soon. I know that for a fact. Right now I'm taking a little bit of a break because I'm in a uh, I'm in school actually. I'm I'm in an I'm in an acting conservatory program right now. Um there's a two-year program and uh if I were to have worked during this time it would have like messed up the the schedule for that. So I'm graduating in February but as soon as I'm done I'm getting right back in it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Fan questions. Evan Dothwit. I'm I'm really bad with names. We so. always we always suck with, <laughs> with these names. Uh what is your favorite episode in Fuller House season five and explain why? I explain why. My favorite episode. Um hmm. Season five. Wow, I've, I feel like they all mush together in my head. Uh, let's see. What happened in season five? I think that one of, one of the coolest episodes, not necessarily my favorite, but my, because my favorite, I know what my favorite is. It's in season four. Um, was when I got to play video games the entire time. It was uh, uh, basically Jackson, like, got ent- he entered in this like video game tournament and i and he ended up winning so uh that was really cool i i got to play one of my favorite games of all time is called rocket league like for real and uh also oh oh wait hold on i'm completely blanking right now hold on i have another one i have there's another one that i know is my favorite uh there's this one don't know what the name of it is but it's where jackson is going to college and he has to basically go on this like mission impossible heist he has to go like hack this uh, uh, this sorority where they're holding this like Indiana Jones type artifact. It was my mom's old like trophy when she was at the sorority, and like she helps me break in. She has to go through these lasers and stuff. I, apparently, Jackson is now going into the tech industry. He's gonna be a hacker. So uh, <laughs> that was really cool. And and the reason they did that is because that was my. Last request is for Jackson to do some Mission Impossible thing. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about that. That was in season five. That's the one. Very cool. Yeah. Um, like I said, I watched a few of the episodes the of the you know the season one this morning. Um, it's very adult themed. the The first the first couple is 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 it like that throughout the the rest of the season or the series? I think they definitely dialed it up for season one because everyone who is watching full house is now like having adult humor and everything. Right. So um, not that they didn't continue that, but I don't think it was at the like intensity that it was at. I think that as, as the kids grew and they started doing storylines with them, it, it, it balanced itself out. Um, but 
No, it's definitely more than than Full House, more more contemporary. Yeah, modern. for sure. Yeah. All right, uh, Jose Valencia. How did you feel when you had to kiss Landry Bender? Landry, love Landry. Um, I thought the question was going to be Lola because uh, Landry. By by the time I I had to kiss Landry and be in a relationship with Landry, um, we were. It just felt like we're two actors doing our thing, and that was all. Like I, I know nothing romantic with Landry at all, but. A more interesting thing is my very first kiss ever was with Lola uh, on the show. So uh, I, I was so scared. I was 13. I I remember crying beforehand. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get my first kiss in front of everyone. And, uh, yeah, that was that was way more terrifying. And by the time I was, like, doing that for a while with, with Lola, uh, doing it with, with Rocky was just, I mean, it was whatever. <laughs> so that was legit. Your first kiss was with the the first girl Lola that you mentioned. That was legitimately my first kiss, and you had to do it in front of a room yeah. full of people. Room full of people. Well, I mean, my first kiss was technically in rehearsal. Like, like we just got it over with. But like then having to do like my second or third kiss in front of like a live audience was pretty nerve wracking. So were, were you like worried that they were going to yell at you to do it better? Is that part of the problem? Uh, actually, I had so we have the cast has has these secret discs that have all the bloopers on them, and we're not allowed to share it with anyone, unfortunately. But there's this one uh, I, I remember that they put it on there before I messed it up on accident. I, I messed up the I, I messed up my line like 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 right after the kiss, and they're like, "All right, we got to do it again," and I'm like, "Ah!" And everyone's like, "Ah!" So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't do that on purpose. I promise. Probably. <laughs> All right, uh, we have a few here from uh, super fan Stephanie Kurzakowski. Um, do you have a favorite episode from the original series? Oh man, do I have a favorite episode from the original series. Uh man, I <laughs> I want to say I don't really remember them too well. I. They all are. I re, I have like my favorite moments from the show, but not necessarily. Hmm. I would say that my my favorite moment. I don't really have a favorite episode. Uh, I really liked when Stephanie ran the car through the living room. That was hilarious. <laughs> um, and then she did it again in season five, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. I like how in the you know if you haven't seen Fuller House by now. Um, I apologize, but there will be spoilers here. I like how in the very first episode, how they all get their their one liners out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it gets a big pop from the from the audience. Yeah, it was just. I think the first couple episodes were just all like nostalgia, yeah. like like overload for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, all right, another one from Stephanie here. What was the vibe like? when the original cast members were on set. Oh, like the, like the legacy cast or yeah. like the, yeah. So, um, that we're talking about like, like John, Dave and yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, unfortunately I'm so sad about Bob's passing. I mean, that was, that was crazy. But when, when, when he was around, he was my favorite by far. He was so sweet. And, um, he was, he would always make sure that, all the kids were like 
comfortable and were uh, included in things. He genuinely felt like like my grandpa. Not to say that that, that John and Dave didn't do any of that, but I just remember having uh, uh, good chemistry with Bob. Um, I'm I'm close with John. John comes to the Magic Castle occasionally. Uh, he he, and my mom chat. She's a he he's a really big like Disney enthusiast, so they'll they'll talk about things. Um, and Dave, what was a was a director for a couple of shows. He's been around for more shows than. Uh, any of them because he directed and was in it for, you know, other stuff, but uh, he's so funny. He's hilarious. Like literally I remember we have at least six or seven individual bloopers on that reel. I was talking about that are just Dave cracking jokes and the entire cast laughing at it. He's so funny. And yeah, I love all of them. They're amazing. Awesome. All right. uh, Let's see here. Was still from Stephanie here. Who has been your favorite guest star on the show? My favorite guest star on the show, hands down. Oh wait, no, I went because he's not a guest star. He was recurring at that point. But I'm I'm gonna say my favorite like non main cast was definitely um, is Jimmy Gibbler, Adam Hagenboo, and the actor him. He's my favorite guy ever. He he inspires me as an actor. He was um, the first one to talk to me about other things, uh, other like um, classes that he was taking with acting that inspired me to take the class I'm currently at. Uh, he would he just so much so many words of wisdom. He was awesome. He was hilarious. Adam Hagenboot. There you go. Cool. Um, all right. You were in the movie Christmas Trade with some pretty known names. Did any of them bring their children to set that you had gotten to meet? I didn't know they had children, any of them. Um, nope. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, it's on my list to watch since we're uh, coming up on the Christmas yeah. season here. Go right ahead. If you were going to describe that movie to somebody who hadn't seen it, like, uh, you know, like your little mini trailer or whatever yeah you know because i'm you know we're, we're, like casey said we're on that season now so i'm looking for new christmas movies yeah um give me a little brief synopsis of what i'm in for if i watch this yeah uh it's like freaky friday uh where i trade bodies with my dad uh it has the vibe of a hallmark movie it's very nice and lovely and comfortable and um it's a it's family movie it's not anything that, that you wouldn't find on on like the Hallmark Channel. I feel like that's that's what it is. Yeah. And uh, Tom Arnold's in this, right? Did you work with Tom? Yeah, yeah. I, I, Tom Tom was great. Yeah, he was good friends with um, Bob Saget too, and uh, Billy Baldwin, Denise Richards. At the time, I didn't know that these people were like as you know as like real real big that they that they were. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just working <laughs> with them, no problem. <laughs> All right, we have uh, one more fan question, and I have uh, another question as well. Um, will there be another Fuller House show or season? And this is from uh, Chris Slutter or Sluter. Sluter. Um, man, I always joke about in thirty years we're gonna have a fullest house, where it's <laughs> where, where it's us growing up. Um, you know, th- there actually was talks about uh, like. One more like little Christmas special with, uh, with with Fuller House. I don't know if that will ever come to fruition, but I know that John Stamos was um, 
was very big on 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 getting that done, and so was Bob. But I don't know. Since Bob's passing, it just no no one said anything about it. So I'm gonna say no. I, I unfortunately, but maybe in a couple of years or uh, 10, 20 years, we'll make our own little fan version of <laughs> Fullest House. Cool. Um, speaking of you know, 20, 30 years down the down the line. Um, some of our act, uh, some of our guests that we've talked to uh, over the last couple of years are, uh, you know, much older than you, and have been talking about some of the things that they've been in for the last, you know, forty years. Are you prepared to talk about Fuller House for the rest of your life? <laughs> I am absolutely prepared to talk about Fuller House for the rest of my life. I know that a lot of people liked it and I know that it, I know I can see the impact that it has on people. And although I don't want that by any means to be the only thing that I talk about, it has been for the past, you know, five, six years. Cause that's, you know, how long it's been going on. I definitely want to go out of Jackson at some point. I want to, you know, grow out of that, you know, show my, show my range, do something, you know, dramatic, uh, something that would break me out of that shell, uh, out of that, that, that little world, but I am prepared. I, I, I can (laughs) see people like it. Yeah. I've heard you talk on a bunch of the other interviews that I listened to that you would like to play a villain. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's Who, who are some of your favorite, uh, movie villains. My favorite movie villains, ones that I not I don't think I could pull off, but um, one uh, uh, Hannibal Lecter, um, oh God, who else? Uh, the what's his name for Mission Impossible Three? Uh, the um, the guy who he has blonde hair. Oh, it's uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's the, that's the actor. Um, okay. I really, I really like Joker. Um, I really like charismatic villains like Voldemort who are very like, well, like you love to hate him. I want to be that guy. <laughs> very cool, man. Yeah. We'd love to, uh, love to see that, see that. And I look forward to uh, following your career uh, down the line. And uh, one last thing here, you mentioned Bob's passing quite a few times. I've heard some things about his, his passing. Uh, he it's listed on the death re, death certificate blunt head trauma have you heard anything about this like that that this was possibly a cover up honestly i when i first heard about it i that they didn't know what what was what was going on um and they said that they found him in in his bed like sleeping. So the only thing that they were able to come up with the, the extra details was that somehow he had slipped and fallen and hit his head or just hit, hit his head on something. And it must've caused some type of internal bleeding that he was not aware of. And it, it, he just passed in his sleep. That's the only thing I've ever that, that I've heard. I have not heard of anything where uh, it was potentially a cover-up. If it was a cover-up, if there's some crazy conspiracy going on here that I had no idea, uh, I, I would be shocked because I don't think anyone's given that a second thought. I'm pretty sure that it was it was just an accident. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. Well, I listen to a bunch of uh, conspiracy podcasts, so I've heard uh, I've heard a couple different things about it being a, a cover up. So, just wanted. To I would like to hear that. I would love to know. Uh, g- give me your conspiracy uh, podcast. Yeah, I would like to look uh, at the episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll send I'll send you over the the links then. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. But uh, Michael, thanks so much, man. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, tell people where they can find you. Sure. Um, I'm mainly on Instagram, just at Michael Campion. Uh, Twitter is underscore Michael Campion. And those are the only two places I'm usually active. All right. Right. Did I miss anything? No, I think we nailed it. I think we got all the important stuff. And uh, hopefully you can come back when you do just get back into acting because we'd, we'd love to hear some more about that, too. And uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this magic thing works out, too. Absolutely. I think, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I checked out also, we we didn't touch on it, but I did watch uh, Finding Eden earlier today. Uh, oh, did Another uh, good little movie. Short, yeah, yeah, short a little hour movie. and 15 minute uh, movie. Definitely check that out. Oh, thank you. Yeah. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right. I'll see you around. See you, man. Thank you.